we're gonna break down what we would do as a company that spent $5 million on a 30 second spot in the Super Bowl. We get in front of 100 million eyeballs and we get 1% of those people to convert. Then we're gonna... So the Super Bowl is upon us again. And, you know, honestly, everybody's excited about the, the Super Bowl, but I think most people are excited about the commercials, bro. Come on. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? The commercials are probably just as important as the game at this point, right. at least for me, because I'm a Packers fan. So, you know, I'm all about the, the commercials right now. I don't even want to see the game. Bruh, right. exactly. I'm a commander <laughs> fan and I feel the same way as you, but we ain't even make the playoffs, bro. So we ain't even going to talk about that. But yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. W. <laughs> Everyone's attention this week is on the Super Bowl. OK. And one of the most popular parts of the Super Bowl is the commercials and how funny some of them are, how captivating some of them are. But the most astounding stat about these, these companies that are running ads or, or have Super Bowl spots is that they're paying between five and seven million dollars for a 30 second spot. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you right now, there's some companies out there that are not utilizing that money effectively on the back end. So right now, let's just get into it, bro. We're going to break down what we would do as a company that spent $5 million on a 30-second spot to double or triple our revenue, all right? Absolutely. And we're going to break down the stats, the behind the scenes, why it works, right? Because a lot of people might hear that number $5 million and think that that's absolutely insane. But the only reason why you think that is because you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. You're looking Fact. at it from a lens of an amateur business person and you're not looking at it from the lens of a professional so we're going to give you guys the professional lens today so definitely tap in first and foremost as a brand that's going to be having a super bowl spot the first thing that we would do in this situation for the commercial is we would make sure that in this commercial we had some segment of the commercial that had a qr code on it okay because ultimately your whole goal as a business is to get people off of the tv screen and into your place of business, into your world. That is the whole goal. And the way to do that through commercial is with the QR code. Now, the key to creating an effective lead magnet is giving your customer base something that they value so, so much that they just can't get enough of and give that away for free during the commercial. And urgency is the biggest part of your commercial. I would honestly give them about 10 to 15 minutes to actually opt in to the offer because like you always say, bro, if you give someone all the time in the world, they'll drag their feet forever. No, nah, they really they really will. So what you guys got to be thinking about, and yes, we're talking about the Super Bowl, but I want you guys to always think about, you know, how can this relate to me and the things that I'm doing for my business? So as someone who is investing $5 million into a Super Bowl ad, you got to look at it from a really high level perspective, right? So there's going to be, what's the stats? There's going to be what, 100 million? 100 million. Eyeballs. Yep. So there's going to be 100 million eyeballs on the Super Bowl when your commercial goes live. Right. So, you know, OK, there's 100 million people checking me out. So your whole goal is, OK, I want to take those eyeballs and you have to first understand that you don't own those eyeballs. Right. At that point, you're renting those eyeballs. Right. <laughs> and you want to take those off of the off of the NFL screen and you want to bring them into your own world. And that's really what it's all about, because it's all about ownership, you know, yes. So sure. that's what he's talking about. And the best way to get people to exchange their information and give you their information is by giving them something for free. Mm -hmm. Right. And that that's thing that that's the thing that we give them is called a lead magnet. If you're not 
familiar with it. It's just something that we give to the marketplace in exchange for their information. Mm. Right. And it's, it's crazy valuable too, bro. It's and crazy. If you think about it. Like a couple of years ago, somebody did this really, really great. Uh, the company Coinbase did this. And I thought it was a genius ad, honestly. Literally, all it was, if you guys didn't see it, Coinbase did a, a ad, and literally the ad was like a QR code that was just bouncing around the screen like this. And it completely caught my eye. I was at a party, hanging out, eating, drinking, hanging out, and I looked at it, and, I, and that stopped me in my tracks. I was like, yo, because at the time, the QR code wasn't really a crazy, like it wasn't super popular yet. That was the, that was the first time ever on a Super Bowl ad that somebody used the QR code. So us as marketers, we see that and we're like, "Yo, it it would be Coinbase though, right? Cryptocurrency, right. like the new wave." Yep. Um, but nonetheless, we would use a QR code. We would add some urgency and give them ten minutes to sign up for our offer. All right, now picture this. All right, you got a hundred million eyeballs on your commercial. Now, naturally, not everyone is going to opt in to your offer. What we're looking for is just 1%, 1% of those people to opt into our offer. And if you do the math, 100 million times 1% equals 1 million people. You have 1 million people on your list. Mm. I'm talking about emails, phone numbers, and names. You have them all on your list. Now they're in your world. Now you own that data. So the, the amount of things that you can do now to double or triple your revenue is is incredible. Okay. And what I would do is I would honestly set up a flow, like a 30 day flow that hits them weekly for text messages and hits them every other day for email. Right. And I want you to, to absorb this stat that I'm about to give you right now. On average, businesses that are doing email marketing for every dollar they spend, they are making back $37. On average for SMS marketing, they're making back $71 for every dollar they spend. Okay. So I want you to understand you got a million people on that list, bruh. That's insane. A million. And it, so with big. those stats, that's life-changing. You buy the spot for 5 million bucks. Your ad goes live, goes live. It hits a hundred million people, a hundred million people see it. And only 1% of those people actually opt in to get that free thing that you were giving out. Right? So now you got a million people who have subscribed into your CRM. Right. Which, by the way, if you guys don't have a CRM, which stands for customer relationship management, if you don't have one of those systems, then you're sleeping. You're literally missing out on so much money because you don't even know how many leads you have. You know, they're scattered. Like I got 30 people in my Gmail. I got 10 people over here in my phone. Like you don't know how many people you have and you're like you need a CRM. So anyway, you got a million people in your CRM now. So now it's, it's time to crunch the numbers and because it's all about ROI, getting our money back. Right. Let's just break a, a, a very, very simple conservative situation down, right? Let's just say you do a promotion after the Super Bowl, like 24 hours later or 48 hours later, you do a text blast or an email or and an email blast to everybody promoting a $50 product, right? That's pretty reasonable, 50 bucks. Absolutely. You know I mean? Like that, that's, a, that's an impulse buy. That's easy. I don't even need to think about that, right? I see a $50 shirt or a $50 product, like I'm buying that if it, if it makes sense for me. That doesn't really take a whole lot of time for me to, you know, think about, right? 100%. So now we're promoting this $50 product to a million people. And let's just say conservatively that 20% of those people actually buy, right? Which honestly, that's not unrealistic to do. 20% is, is pretty normal, right? For a, for a, a text blast or an email blast, because the, the, the stats are insane, right? So 20% of those people buy a $50 product. 
So 20% of 1 million is 200,000 sales. 200,000 sales times $50 is $10 million. Mm. That's off of that alone. You've already doubled your revenue, but that's not where it stops. That's just the first play that you can do. And we already doubled your revenue, Apple or Sony, whoever's running the ads. I hope y'all are listening to this. But now let's go back to the list. Here's a trick that you can do inside of Facebook to maximize the potential of this list. Go over to Facebook. You can take that email list and you can essentially plug it directly into the back end of Facebook and create what's called a custom audience. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. A custom audience is a segmented group of people that have performed a specific action for you. But you can also use that. You can also use your list and create a custom audience just off of your segmented list. So that's what we'll do. So now we have this list of 1 million people inside of Facebook. Number one, the first thing that you can do if you want to maximize the juice out of that list is you can take that custom audience and you can run retargeting ads to that custom audience, to, the, to those people. Essentially, what that means is if you opted into my offer, don't be surprised if over the next day or two, you get hit with ads from the same brand that you opted into the offer. Because all retargeting does is it just targets people inside of that audience with an ad, okay? And it is the most profitable form of, of running ads. It's retargeting, Period. it's amazing. Yeah. Period. Yeah, there's no, there's no debate about that, right? It is the most profitable form of marketing online. And the reason why is because we call retargeting the digital form of following up. That's what it is. It's the digital form of following up with people. And you know what they say about the follow-up? The fortune is in the follow-up. So if you're not retargeting right now and you're listening, you're losing out on money. Start doing it, right? Check our it. channel out. We have plenty of videos on our channel that show you how to retarget, how to set up ads the right way, all that good stuff. There's no excuse. You need to do it, right? And then, you know, the last thing that you could do to maximize this even more is you can take that same custom audience list of a million people and you can say, hey, Facebook, I want you to create an audience of people that are similar to the people inside of my list. Now, mind you, those people in your list have already expressed interest in the things that you're selling. So those people in your list are actually your ideal customer. So imagine you telling Facebook, hey, Facebook, I want you to create another list of people that are similar to my ideal customer. So Facebook is going to say, OK, cool, I can do that. But now here's the kicker. Instead of just one million people on that list, Facebook can create up to I think it's like 15 or 16 million when you maximize your lookalike audience. So now you got 16 million people that are similar to the people that already expressed interest in your brand. And now you're running ads to them. And I mean, I'm no rocket scientist, but I know you run that play and you use lookalikes. You're looking at you're looking at quadrupling your revenue just Forget off of that play. It. Forget about it. It's so powerful. So so let all right. So let's break the whole thing down, right? Yep. So if we were to run a campaign and we were to get a Super Bowl spot, right? It's five million dollars. Okay, cool. We pay five million dollars to get on the Super Bowl ad, right? We get in front of a hundred million eyeballs, and we get a hundred and we get and we get 1% of those people to convert onto our list via a QR code, right? Then we're gonna send an email and a text blast promoting a $50 offer, and we're hoping to convert at 20%. So 20% of a million is 200,000 times $50, that's $10 million, that's doubling our money from the Super Bowl. And not only have we doubled our money, but we've also collected a list of a million people who are on our in our CRM. 
which mm. now we can start promoting to those people moving forward, right? We can promote to them next week, the following week, the next week, right? And we can continue to see our ROI. So for anybody out there thinking that $5 million is a lot of money, that, that means you're not seeing the big picture. Mm. You're not seeing the big picture because amateur business owners, they look at investing and they're all obsessed about the front end investment. That's what they're obsessed about. That's all they're focused on. But professionals, like professional business owners, they are only focused on the back end return. They understand that it takes money to make money, right? So I'm going to take this money and I'm going to, I'm going to spend it temporarily over here so that I can get attention. Because by the way, attention is the new currency. That's what you guys should all be focusing on growing is your attention. I'm going to transfer, I'm going to transfer this, this currency to get some attention temporarily. Then I'm going to take that attention and I'm going to turn it back into more currency. <laughs> like it's, mm. it's crazy, bro. Within the next couple of years, I think that like a Super Bowl ad might be in our, it might be in our future. Bro. Bruh, it, honestly, like I was recording a video earlier today and I was honestly thinking that $5 million, that's not really a lot of money when you think about the eyeballs that you can reach, man. And so some, and the thing is like a lot of people are thinking like, oh, well, I don't have $5 million just sitting in my checking account. Well, you ain't got to use your own money right? There's nope. so many different ways that you can leverage the money, right? If you want to be wealthy, then do what wealthy people do. And all wealthy people use OPM, other people's money. Because if, if, if we were to wait until like we had the money in our checking account to invest in our business, do we still be broke? The opportunity right? would have passed us. It would have been already gone, right? Yep. And it's the same thing for you. If you're waiting on the money to just appear in your checking account, and then you'll be able to invest in your business, dude, you're probably going to be waiting a long time. So yes. don't be afraid of pulling, pulling funds from different places. There's so many places you can do it. Business loans, um, life insurance plays. Like, dude, we can go on and on and on about different ways that you can fund the money. Um, you, can even get, you can even get scrounge up partners and do a, do a, do a JV deal with some people. Yeah, You know what I mean? You yep. can gather the $5 million. When people <laughs> say they don't have the money or they can't find the money, that, all that tells me is that this is not a priority to you. Mm. that's actually all you're really saying when you say i can't fund it or i don't have the money all you're really saying is this is not important enough for me to care enough to go find the money because yeah. if it was important enough you would go find the money right and that's that so now you know anytime someone gives you that lame excuse it's not important enough to them they don't value it enough you know but yo you brought up a good point man about about seeing the value in something on the back end as opposed to the front end. And it's very important, right? Like rich people think very differently than poor people do. Rich people look at the value on the back end instead of what, what something costs, right? And here it's crazy because if you think about the Super Bowl, I don't know if y'all knew this, but at the Super Bowl halftime show, the artists that they select, they do not get paid. They, they literally do not get paid one mm. single red cent. They get nothing. And think about this. These are, the art, these are artists that charge $100,000 for a show. But here's the thing. They are willing to go to the Super Bowl and they are willing to perform at the Super Bowl for free. Why? Because of the 100 million eyeballs. Mm. Okay? And honestly, like, I was, I was thinking about this, bro, and like, the Super Bowl is like the ultimate lead magnet. The Super Bowl halftime show is the ultimate lead magnet because these artists are literally giving up $100,000 of value to simply just come perform at the Super Bowl. But in exchange for that, they're getting exposed to 
100 million eyeballs. Okay. Now I want you to, I, I want you to think about this. Okay. Cause on the back end, it is absolutely crazy. Actually last year, Rihanna performed at the Super Bowl mm -hmm. and she, you know, she has Fenty, Fenty beauty, the, the makeup brand, the beauty brand. And she was very smart. Cause she was like, okay, I'm gonna do this for free, but best believe I'm gonna get a plug in there for my brand. So while she was performing, there was this one part of the performance, like a little 10 second thing. And one of her dancers gave her like a makeup compact thing. And she mm -hmm. took it and she showed the brand and she, you know, did her little makeup thing. And plug. just that alone, bro, plug, plug, just off of that alone. And I was reading this earlier. She gained $5.5 million in media value over the next 12 hours Shh. off of that, bro. Come on. If that ain't crazy, I don't know what is, but that's not it. Actually, let me share my screen because I have a, I have a stat. First graph I'm going to show you is actually when the Super Bowl decided to make the halftime show like a spectacle. And what they did was they actually invited Michael Jackson to perform at the Super Bowl. And at the time, this wasn't like a big thing. They had to like really like entice Michael to do it. This was 93. Now check this out. This is Michael Jackson's album sales right before the Super Bowl. He had the album Dangerous that was out. Okay. So this is his, his sales. 11K on January 24th. January 31st, 21K. February 7th, 29K. But right after the Super Bowl, he damn near doubled his album sales mm. right after the Super Bowl. So when that started happening, artists started realizing, yo, hold up. Wait a minute. Like Super Bowl, I, I might need to perform at the Super Bowl. And then it got crazier and crazier after that, bro. But if you look, if you think about it, this is a great way to sell anything that you have as an artist. And artists realize that. So they're like, yo, pick me, please. I will perform for free because I see all the back end value in this. You know, one thousand percent. So now that that brings us to this year's. So now Usher's performing this year. And I thought this was really interesting because Usher hasn't released an album in how many years? Bruh. A minute, dog. It's been like a while, years, bro. I feel like. I feel I was going to say a decade. I, I might be wrong, but it's been a while since I've heard Usher release an album. And it just so happens that Usher is releasing an album this year, right? Around the same time, the Super Bowl. Now, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know which which came first, the chicken or the egg kind of vibe. I don't know if he created the album because he's getting on the Super Bowl or he's getting on the Super Bowl because he created an album. I don't know. But it, it is awful, crazy coincidence that those things, those two things are happening at the same time. Right. So Usher's never performed at the Super Bowl before and he hasn't created an album in the past 10 years. Um, but again, Usher is a smart businessman. He's not just an artist. He's an entrepreneur too, right? Yep. He's got a percentage of the, what is it? The Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah, yep. right? So he's got, he's got an entrepreneurial mindset. So trust and believe that he's getting on the Super Bowl, not just to go up there and sing and dance and get some more fans, right? He's getting up there because the platform is so crazy, right? And he's going to perform for free. When else would Usher perform for free? Never. never. Probably never, right? Um, but he's going to perform for free because he knows what's going to happen on the back end. So again, we always say this to y'all and we want you to really get ingrained by these three words. Success leaves clues. Pay attention, right? If an artist like Usher, who is at the top of his game, he's like, a, he's a, he's a legend. He doesn't need to perform much less perform, perform for free, but he's doing it 
because he understands that attention is the new currency. Mm. When you have attention, you can transfer that into any kind of currency that you want to. And, and it's the most powerful thing. So I want you guys to think about what other what other ways can you do it? Like, and you brought up a really good point there talking about attention. Look at look at the most watched halftime shows, bro. Katy Perry, 121 million eyeballs. Sheesh. Rihanna last year, 121. Lady Gaga, Coldplay. But but I'm I'm less concerned about the artists, but I'm more concerned about the viewers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like this, all this does is show us like, yo, there is value in gaining attention. Now, you know, obviously, you know, y'all watching, it's, it's very hard to gain this type of attention, right? But there is a cheat code to doing so. And it's called collaboration. Mm. All right. Think about this. Like, let's say that you don't have a huge following. I would highly advise you to go out there and find someone that has a huge following and barter services with them so that you can get exposed to those eyeballs, right? So for instance, like let's say you got 5,000 followers and you're looking at someone who has 100,000 followers and you want to work with them. You can't just come up to them and be like, yo, bro, we should collab. That's the worst thing you could do. Hmm. But what you want to do is you want to see what your skill set is and how your skill set can help that person. And in exchange, you want to use their platform to put yourself out there, right? Excellent. And you, you know what I was thinking, though? It's funny because, like, if you look at a platform like Instagram or a platform like TikTok, the reason the algorithm is the way that it is is simply because of this. If you look at the Super Bowl, there's 121 million eyeballs. If you look at Kim Kardashian's followers, she probably has around there, like 100, 100, I don't know how many millions of followers she has. She has a lot of followers. So if, the, if Instagram's algorithm was more so generous, then all Kim Kardashian would have to do was do one, one post and she would command the attention of the Super Bowl because she has that amount of followers, you know? But Instagram got smart early on and realized, yo, this is not popping off like this. You ain't about to make all this money on this platform and we ain't getting a piece of it, right. you know? So they decided like, yo, let's create this algorithm. Let's start creating ads mm -hmm. to get there. So ads is the second part collaboration and running ads, this will allow you to maximize the eyeballs you can get on your brand. If there's ever two things that allowed us to make the money that we make, it's those two things. It's collaborating with the right people and then, uh, and then combining that with really smart Facebook and Instagram ad strategies to stay in front of people's faces constantly. Like, cause I'm telling you, if you got, if you come into our ecosystem, you're going to see us a lot. That's the way that it is. Like you have to be, you have to be out here. Because if people don't see you, they naturally think that you stopped be being in business, mm -hmm. right? Out of sight, out of mind. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see like, you know, what, what kind of commercials are going to pop off this year. Right. What's going to, you know, I want to see a, I want to see a Will Ferrell ad again. That one cracked me up a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, hopefully you guys got some value from this. You know, hopefully this has kind of got your wheels turning about seeing things from a bigger picture. How can we take, you know, what these massive successful companies are doing and how can we do the same thing or similar strategies on a, maybe a smaller scale or a medium sized scale. You don't have to remember, it's not, a, you don't need a hundred million eyeballs for nope. you to make some good money. And honestly, like if you did have a hundred million eyeballs in your brand, the fact is you probably couldn't even handle all that business right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So don't, don't feel intimidated by hearing these numbers about a hundred million eyes and all this kind of stuff. Dude, just think about it. 
you know, what if 10,000 eyeballs got on your brand? Right. And start and start looking at things from that perspective and it'll change the game for you guys. So. So now when you're going and you're watching the Super Bowl, change the lens from a consumer to a producer and start looking at things differently. How is this brand marketing? Oh, what did they do in that commercial that made it successful? What got them talking? You know what I'm saying? Look at it from that perspective and that can change everything for you. With that being the case, this is another episode of Mouthful of Marketing. We out of here. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace, y'all. pay $5 million to get on the Super Bowl ad. We get in front of 100 million eyeballs and we get 1% of those people to convert. Then we're going to